Hey, welcome to another episode of Film House. I'm joined by a bunch of uh, smart people. Go ahead and say your names. Experts in movies. You can say film experts. We've all directed many films. James Bruce Lawrence. directed, Produced. Can you actually, for my loader, can you have it say writer, director, uh, Logan? Annalise. (laughs) We're all here. Uh, Today we're talking about two things, whitewashing in Hollywood and the film Logan, which we all saw. Hmm. That's, the, uh, that's one thing. Are you There's, really qualified to talk about that? I was going to say we're, I mean. we're qualified to have one opinion. <laughs> God damn it. Go. <laughs> anyway. <I'll>, God. <laughs> so I'm, oh, I'm geez. before we get into any of this. Yeah. Are you I, drunk? No. Although maybe I, think I, I know be. what he's going to say. But. <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to disclaim. I know jack shit about movies and production and the business thereof. Sure. Okay. Oh, so I thought all, you, I, all I can do is offer questions. I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say you'll speak for the ah, Asian ah. demographic. I, <laughs> With that said, this episode is brought to you by Blue Apron. We'll be talking about that lovely sponsor in a little bit. But first, let's talk about the film Logan, the last in the X Men quadrilogy. I, something or yeah. another? Quite well, a few more than four. Yeah. Like yeah. Seven. It's, it's decil- decology. Decology or something. whatever. Yeah, there's also a ton. By no means Ridiculous. the last. Uh, What's the last Wolverine movie, or at least the last time Hugh Jackman will play Wolverine? That's probably a lie. Yeah. But we'll see either way, right? Who knows? You can Um, put people's faces on anything these days. Film has made $156 million domestically. It's rated R. It's a two hour film. Uh, Had a production budget of $97 million. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, Worldwide, it has grossed $440 million, easily making its money back. So it's uh, the red band? It's doing good. It's probably a red band. See some some blood spurts. A little bit of blood spurts. This is a pretty violent That's movie. Where anyway, comes from. Hey, let's talk about Logan. Let's do it. Since it came out two weeks ago, mm-hmm. <laughs> people have been asking us to talk about it. What'd yep. you guys think? Fascinating. Um, I watch Wonder Woman. <laughs> so it's boy, it uh, it's it's so easy to like. It's it's rough to talk about it without kind of accidentally bashing on every other X Men film, but it is kind of the first X Men movie that has what I would consider real good writing and that the, there are characters with arcs and those arcs mean something and the story means something and for the love of God it's the first one of the first comic movies I've seen where people don't say what they feel you actually have to kind of think about the characters and their motivations hmm. and in that in that context there is new meaning to the movie hmm. um, and I'm, I don't need to I don't need to rant on that for days but man so great it's it's the first first X-Men movie I've seen where I actually thought about it and came to new ideas thinking about it after the fact. My, my question is, do you think that you need the context of the other X-Men movies and the other movies that star Wolverine yes. to make this movie better? I think you need the context of the relationship and the respect between mm-hmm. he and Charles Xavier I agree. to have an impact emotionally with this. Yeah, I think plot-wise the movie can stand on its own, but like there's emotional context that's right. necessary which is weird because most movies don't ever rely on that yeah. they're like oh well we'll have to do previously on or some sort of thing to explain how the story got to this point yeah. but this is one of the few movies that can only exist kind of after you've gone through nine other mm-hmm. like superhero franchises and stuff like that Absolutely. so I agree that's uh-huh. in the, in its uniqueness and I'm glad that someone during the creative process I know Hugh Jackman basically came up with the idea for this um and uh, and then James Mangold he worked with him to write and direct it but like it's it's funny because it's what I think so few other studios or creators they'd be afraid to do yeah 
no, they'd yeah, be afraid to do something so dramatically different mm. that just 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 assumes you've kind of have an emotional tie to the character. Now I'm I'm kind of unfamiliar. I know enough of it, but the old man Logan storyline mm-hmm. uh, was something that was always kind of interesting. Where it's like, okay, maybe it always. It, it's I like when comic book creators ask interesting questions. Like we have a character that can live basically forever. Uh, what happens when he gets old? Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was kind of cool. A good way of framing this story I think they just took advantage of that idea where they said okay well let's just get rid of all the other X-Men other mm-hmm. than Professor X because we you know we need a need to make this a buddy comedy mm-hmm. but um, I don't know Do you, are you familiar enough with that story to speak on it James I don't no. all I know is it's he's basically tricked by Mysterio to kill all the other X-Men or mutants and he has to kind of live with that and they sort of allude to that in this one but then well yeah. it seemed like uh, from the movie from what I inferred I could be wrong is that uh, Xavier was the one that that's was causing damage? Well, he he killed a lot of innocent people. I think he killed people. But yeah. wasn't there a line in there from the the like the villain, basically talking about how they put something in the water, the food supply, that basically suppressed the mutagen, and then they were like, first you control it, like first you eliminate it, then you control it, hmm. and and um, maybe maybe it was implicit because there I, was actually a fair amount of implicit dialogue. I thought maybe but. that was unreal, like the mutagen stuff was unrelated to the to the to the deaths and disappearance of the X-Men, but I, I interpreted the X-Men disappearing and dying as Charles Xavier's dementia mm. overcoming him and he did something terrible. Like, like he does when he has his lapses before yeah. he takes his medication I, and he, he just... I, I interpreted that as one of the many incidents that led to the extinction of mutants in this world, yeah. um, mm. which is something that's cool about this movie Never is that it it's, takes place in 2029... And they're just like, it's the future, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of the future. And so, and stuff has happened from the world the last time you saw it, which I guess would be Days of Future Past. Yep. Right? Yeah. Something has happened. And since that time, mutants did not live well with human beings. Uh, battles continued, and, and ultimately, mutants have gone away. Um, whether not cultivated by humanity or ba- embattled by humanity, they're, they're not really left. Hmm. And, um, and so, yeah, now it's basically Wolverine and uh, and Professor Xavier and one other mutant hiding away in Mexico um, just trying to survive. Like, literally, they're just trying to get to a boat so that way they can just get out onto the ocean and then just wait to die. Yeah. The, the thing that ever since X-Men 3, a little bit in X-Men 2. I the think, Last Stand, directed well, by Brett Ratner. There was, yep. a, there was a thing <laughs> they did in that movie that, oh, I don't know if we can show this. Oh, there might be some boobs. It's a rad moment, though. Very, very like head on that. I have to there you it. go. It's been a while since I've go. seen a movie that had tits, just because yeah. it could. Yeah, it's a, it's, <laughs> it is a hard R, which is fun. Uh, but there was a thing they started in uh, Last Stand that really bothered me. I mean, a lot of that movie bothered me um, because it's a rush it's job. Garbage. But there was this constant thing. What? So, Sorry. Taking, no, it's okay. Taking another step back. Right. Uh, mutants have always been kind of a nice allegory for just being different. Yeah, uh, sure. It could be either, it's whatever you want to fill in the blanks, like you're homosexual or you're a minority or something like that. Yep. Mutants always kind of was a nice parallel for that. And it's like, here's a nice home and a nice group you can work with in a way to be accepted or a way to like find friendship or com- camaraderie. And then in X-Men 3, it's like, well, if we give you a shot, we just get rid of it. Which is kind of like saying like, Let's cure gayness, you know? Yeah. Like eugenics. Sort of. But the, the thing yeah. is, the, the, I always thought the idea was like, no, you can't get rid of the mutant gene. The mutant gene is going to overcome. Well, that was the end of the man. movie. Yes. Well, c- kind of. But what my favorite part in X-Men, I didn't want to talk about X-Men 3 too much, but there's a part where there's <laughs> no a lot of mutants waiting in line to get a shot to get their mutant powers mm-hmm. taken away. 
they're being protected by guys with guns that will shoot other mutants, but those guns make the mutant powers go away. Mm-hmm. So why don't they just get shot if they're waiting in line? <laughs> I think it's like a stupid. <laughs> That's a really good point. Actually. Just act up and then get <laughs> yeah. shot. You're thinking way too much. No, I mean he's right. Too much about so that, that, that was that was a plot point that came back up in uh, Logan where they were like, oh yeah, we just we got rid of it. We put stuff in people's food and then we just got rid of mutants. Which I was kind of hoping it would have been like, oh, I wish, like, I was kind of hoping they'd do the old man Logan thing where Logan or Professor X, like, killed all the mutants. But they, well, they kind of hinted my, at that. My, my... I, the, so the movie is very vague about those types of yeah, things. Yeah, it is. Which on is, purpose. Which is cool. Which is, a yeah, purpose, which is oh cool because so many of the superhero movies, they feel like they need to explain it to you, even though there was one last summer and the yeah. summer before yeah. and the summer before, and they're still mm. explaining it to you. Um, it was vague because my interpretation was that that's this is what they did to suppress the next generation of mutants from coming along. That's Not necessarily mean. to turn off the mutant powers that's of the mutants yeah. that were mutants at the time. Because well, they say in the movie they want to control the mutants. Yeah. So, as, so like mutants stopped type. having mutant babies because stuff was in the water, but mm. they didn't they didn't necessarily stop being mutants. I think it didn't turn well, off your mutant power. Now they're doing selective engineering yeah. of, of them. To me, X-Men Last Stand, there was the bigger parable of, of comparing it to like Nazi eugenics, and especially in relation to Magneto. And I love the moment in that. I, I enjoy watching X-Men Last Stand. There, Oof. I said, I know everyone hates it, I have a fun time when I watch that movie. I've okay. seen it multiple times, at least three or four times. Here's, here's my perspective on okay. like X-Men well, Last Stand. Which just, is, oh, sorry. You got more? I, I'm, <laughs> one of my favorite moments is when, only because I love Ian McKellen, and I love him as, as Magneto and his relationship with Charles Xavier, he uh, he says to someone, a needle will never touch this skin again, and then he shows them his Auschwitz tattoo. Oh. Um, I, I was like, oh. Well, at least because. Brett, Brett Ratner. <laughs> the only person <laughs> in the theater standing. Uh, this this, this, this Brett man with, the, with Brett Ratner did for, for think, Jewish people with that movie. <laughs> I is, just, that, is that a Jew wash? What? what are we, mean? Did well, they are cast we, a real life Jew to oh. be Magneto? Oh. We're not there yet. Anyway, James, go ahead. I was going to I was going to say, <laughs> X-Men 1 and X-Men 2 were very heavy superhero movies yeah. and X-Men 3 was just like a action movie whatever yeah, I so like, I when it came out I wasn't like they killed Cyclops they killed Cyclops because I don't care no. and, and every single time a superhero movie which is something that's so tropey and so generic and you've seen done a thousand times does something unexpected I'm like hey they surprised tried. me yeah, you know and uh, so like well I, I think we're, re- we're reaching a golden age in these movies right now like mm-hmm. with Deadpool and Logan mm-hmm. be- because what's so cool about these movies that I'm really excited about and that's the reason I asked whether or not we needed the context of the movies is this was reviewed really really well mm-hmm. by all the critics yeah and it made a ton of money so that means we've made so many superhero movies yeah. now that everybody's got the context that we can actually make good movies. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas before we had what, what, 20 years of bad superhero yeah, yeah. movies, right? So it's, it's like, we're getting to that point with Marvel. It's, and it's such a it's, Korean toaster. Well, it's, and, and this kind of stuff. It's diverging too, right? Where you have you have the Marvel style where it's like you have to follow, you have to fall in line mm. if you're going to make a movie. Mm. Whereas it seems like the X-Men movies, they almost don't give a shit. They, like no, Caliban was a different actor yeah. James one movie yeah. ago. James Mangold did an interview and he was talking about how like, Fox didn't tell didn't tell Brian him. Singer yeah. and did not tell him that they both had the same character in their movies yep. and were casting them yeah. separately and using them different ways but because they didn't care. The Wolverine is nothing like this movie. 
Yeah, no, the, uh, the Wolverine's like it's like an action movie star. It's still the same people. I was gonna say yeah. it's similar. It's, it's similar Ooh. in the sense that it's a one-off. Bruce, it's but that, that's what I'm saying is it's a one-off. Yeah. It's not related to they are not they are not similar. Well, it's except like, that they are oh, different. Oh, it's like the Star Trek movie. Star Trek Beyond was an episode of Star Trek. Yeah. It wasn't like a yeah. like continuing the overarching theme. Yeah. And so we're basically making like I think Adam always says we're making like two-hour television shows. that are that with higher budgets. Well, this this to me was a graphic novel. It was it was the old man Logan storyline, where it's like six issue series, which is like a cool thing comic yeah, books like a, can do you can shot. say i'm just going to do this one quick run and then it's over mm-hmm. and we're done with you know gwenpool or whatever mm-hmm. like we'll just move on because that chapter is over we'll just move on and do we'll just reboot the thing again mm-hmm. uh but this time it's going to be a different actor what which i think is going to be like, well, i was going to say like say what you will about a movie like x-men or, or x-men origins like wolverine origins but just seeing uh like being able to see the scope of his life and all the people that he's had in his life, especially with Charles Xavier too, knowing all the relationships, that's what what makes it more emotionally impactful. Of course, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, well, like I, said, I think Wolverine or Hugh Jackman, I mean, regardless of whether or not he's obviously created an amazing character, but lots of filmmakers have, have included him. So it's it all, the credit goes to everybody. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this team is very lucky to have this character to play with as they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was one of the reasons I liked the Wolverine is because I was like. Whatever. He's yeah. just a character that I already know and already like. Yeah. So now he's out there killing people. Yeah, like also, neat. You know, also like, very lucky to have such a charismatic, likable actor like Hugh Jackman who's played the character for like fifteen years. Yeah, because for us absolutely. too, it's also like can do graduating him. Yeah. So for yeah. us, we're connecting, I think, on the emotional level of mm-hmm. this is somebody that that we've loved seeing for this long, well, the actor. Not necessarily the character, so it's kind yeah. of graduating mm-hmm. both Hugh Jackman and Wolverine yeah. into their retirement, mm-hmm. and that's why I think mm-hmm. it, it, it's even more emotionally impactful. At least for me, it was. It, I also love Patrick Stewart. Uh, it blows yeah. my mind too because, like, Wolverine is not a character that I care about at all. Like watching X Men growing up and reading the comics, I'm so stupid. Sorry I was like, that. Wolverine <laughs> sucks, and the people that like him are the most boring people on the planet. <laughs> Except that now Wolverine, oh, like, it's cool. the, because of the movies, I'm like, yeah, more Wolverine yeah. because of how Hugh Jackman breathed, breathed life into the role. No, you're absolutely Made right. A little bit more dynamic than yeah. getting moping and getting angry and cutting Sentinel's heads off. And, uh, I mean, oh, sorry, sorry, let's go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna, I was gonna acknowledge your, so I think context is, typically when you talk about context in, in comic books, it's purely about plot. Like, do will this movie reward the time you've spent investing in these characters? Like, will it just acknowledge? Will it will it pay off the time? Like the time, it's almost in a soap opera way. I feel like Logan pays off context in the sense that there's actually a lot of commentary about the role of comic books and of like belief and fantasy and heroism, and that's contextualized brilliantly within the movie because X Men as comic book series exists in the movie. Yeah, and those exchanges and <clears throat> and and what the characters say about the comics and then how the comics even influence with the plot itself, I thought was one of the more profound parts of the film itself. I mean, apart from like the writing being very good and the characters being good, I think that Logan actually had something to say in general about comic books and comic book culture. That's true. Mm-hmm. And that in context of not only the X-Men movies being mostly like having some theme, but like mostly summer blockbuster fare, uh, I thought was like, man. This, this movie had something to say and executed it with style and subtlety on pretty much every level. I've got a few open questions at the end. Uh, speaking of open questions, uh, this episode is brought to you by Blue Apron. 
our sure. sponsor for the show. That was probably my world world's worst segue. <laughs> Sorry about that. The open question being, what's for dinner? Exactly. <laughs> Lawrence is so much better than I am. <laughs> nice, Lawrence. For those who are unaware, Blue Apron is a easy and affordable way for less than $10 per person per meal, uh, a way to deliver seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals such as spicy shrimp coconut curry with cabbage and rice, Ooh. salmon piccata with Ooh. orzo and broccoli, you okay back there? It's delicious. You got it. <laughs> She's drooling. Uh, <laughs> thanks for reading my hype, man. Pork chops <laughs> and miso butter with bok choy and marinated apple. So please check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash filmhouse. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with blue, yeah, with blue Apron. So do not wait. That's blueapron.com slash filmhouse. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. We should say it F-I-L-M-H-A-U-S. It is the spelling of this video you are watching and or listening to. Uh, I did want to segue into talking about whitewashing in Hollywood, but I feel like we're still, we're doing, we're having some good talks about Logan, so let's just keep that going. We can give our final scores. I I I mean, we can, we can save the whitewashing for another episode. I don't know. I want to talk about whitewashing. We can keep it on, honestly. Out of sight of mind. Let's just not think about it, right guys? We have no reason to think about it, but maybe after we see can, Ghost in the Shell, oh yeah, if maybe that's can, subject of whitewashing. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe then we can weigh in a little more on like you know, did it impact the movie? Do we feel like it would have been a better film? Possibly uh, that movie's going to be coming out end of this month, very soon. So I mean, yeah. you can tell the we could probably wait. Living in LA, it's almost like you can feel it bubble up from the ground when the marketing budget is starting to flow. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. like, there's more billboards, and yeah. I got Basically, I went through LAX yesterday, and that entire like that graduate hallway. From the movie The Graduate, not that it's a movie. Anyway, that thing is just end to end all yeah. Ghost in the Shell Can't toasters. Can't pee in a bus they shelter. Gotta, they gotta, without... they gotta <laughs> blow it out now. Um, my real quick thing about Logan, thing that bothered me, I, the one thing I, I did like the movie a lot. I thought it was like a solid, a good, coat. good, good way to. It's a very nice coat. It's a good way to like end the Wolverine franchise. I had a, it. It bothered me. These we've always obviously been doing a lot of spoilers in this, but I feel like they. They sort of like sold the character a little short or they like devalued him a little bit by making Wolverine is like so special in the sense that he has like animanium bones and he can heal and all these things. And they kept introducing more characters in the comic books that sort of like, oh, we can also do that. But in this movie alone, they had two other characters who had the exact same powers and the exact abilities in the exact same everything advantage, mm-hmm. which sort of makes him. Not as special. Are you talking about X-24 and Wolverine? X-23 yeah, and X-24. Exactly. They were all related. They were all parts of him. But this is the thing that made Wolverine special was he had the... I mean, they ended up going back and rewriting this, but he had the bone claws. Oh, I see what you're so saying. So okay. he went... He was the one person who could live through this animanium process, and he's. this is like sort of his curse that's like killing him, mm-hmm. but it's also keeping him alive and like probably saved him countless times. Or, you know, I don't know, his body just sticks back together either way. But then when they had the little girl and they're like, oh, yeah, we just put animanium in her. Done. Well, like, but it's because they gave her the heat. It's because she's a clone of Wolverine who has the healing power. Sure. But when he got the animanium done on him, he was an adult. And this is a little girl who's still growing. So, so is oh, the animanium going to keep growing right. since it's an indestructible? That's a valid question. I had a similar idea. And also that that is further complicated by the fact that within the within the context of the film, it's actually poisoning him. And you can read that in layers of symbolism about his violent lifestyle, killing or whatever. But I think the difference with X-23, and because that bothered me too, I was like, well, is X-23 just going to die of adamantium poisoning? And which, which also fucks up the sub-narrative of can she be saved from her violent nature and all that. Anyway, if you go to 
the scene of her getting operated on, I think they only covered mm-hmm. her hand and foot claws yeah. in adamantium. I'm oh, pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure there's blue pr- a blueprint shot mm-hmm. of her skeleton body, and it's just an insert into her arms and insert yeah. into her legs. Huh. Not that that resolves your problem, like the poisoning and stuff. That I yeah. think I think they needed to look for an excuse. The movie does this, okay? It does this, and I'm okay with good movies doing it where they're like. It's a movie. Yeah, yeah, no. All right. That's you can fine. nitpick it all day. You can ask why mutants exist right. if you Suspe- really want suspend to. Suspend your disbelief a little bit. Um, I think they needed to figure out a reason why his powers weren't working. And they were like, let's look at him. Let's try and figure it out. How can we do it so that way it's not necessarily his fault and he's still angry about it and it fuels his kind of beastly rage and like, oh, you treated me like an animal and now I have to deal with the consequences of your actions yeah. um, kind of thing. And so I think the easiest solution was oh, well, the adamantium is what's poisoning him over time, sure. right? It took 100 years or whatever. Maybe, I guess, what would this be, 80 years or yeah, something? something? sure. Yeah. A long time. It took, it's a really long time, but that's what that's... And I think that was a, an easy, simple writing solution for it hmm. because you could also say, well, who gives a shit? Maybe they don't want her to be 100 years old. Maybe they want her to live to be... 21 right and then die be a weapon for and then a they'll few just years. clone her again right. and she's past her <clears> prime <throat> well, anyway and if, if if she it does if it's not just in her hands and feet and hugh jackman knows that he's being poisoned he knows she's his daughter and she's had the same experiments done to her that might be an emotional thing for him where he knows that his current fate is going to befall his daughter yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. i don't know i don't i don't remember the blueprint so i'm not really sure um um I think I think also though to your thing I I can't stand it. You guys know I can't stand it when it oh. a superhero movie is just a superhero mm-hmm. fighting themselves. themselves oh, yeah, or yeah, a variation yeah. of I themselves. I was going to bring up my next point was my other issue was with the villains. That was given validity though. The the only that's that the only thing it. though. This movie actually <clears throat> took the time to make it mean something. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a symbolic enemy because it was essentially the personification of his bestial nature. When when all they do is duplicate the CG model yeah. and then and then <laughs> the color they slider. mirror it <laughs> and then they palette swap it, <laughs> yeah. then I'm like I'm like this sucks. Yeah. Um, so I mean I've said it 100 times to you though, the reason they did that and the reason they do that and the reason that humans will always do that is cuz of the mm. hero's journey. It goes back to like no, yeah, yeah, you, know, you got yeah, yeah. to sure. fight yourself blah blah blah. But, the, pro- the problem is he's this is an ex- actual thing where they build yeah. up that he's dealing with these issues, no, they, these they are his well. problems. They have lots of scenes where Professor yeah. Xavier's talking about yeah. how, they how oh, well. you came back from it and now you're reverting. Like you were a hero for a while and now you're going back to your beastly ways, which also coincides with yeah. the rise of literal beast Wolverine uh, and stuff like that. Yeah. And, yeah. and and so th- I was like, okay, it's also it's yeah. Hugh Jackman. Yeah. yeah. So it's not sure. like it's not like Jeff Bridges right. versus Tony Stark or you know yeah. a, a thousand. <laughs> Uh, war machines yeah. floating around one Tony Stark. <laughs> I would have loved for one of two things to happen in that scene. Either A, would have been it would have been Sabretooth, because I thought Leave Schreiber or whatever was actually a pretty good Sabretooth. did a pretty good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I thought X-Men Origins or Wolverine Origins was sort of like, it, it dealt with, a, it cast a lot of good people and then did shitty things to them, like mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. Yeah. Thank God he got a second chance. Would have been cool if we gave Leave Schreiber a second chance. Mm-hmm. No, that's it would have been Old Man Sabretooth. No, cool. Korean dude. Originally, I, uh, looking into the... Daniel Henney. He needs to be in more shit. Okay. okay. Um, Leo Schreiber <laughs> expressed interest when they were making this. Yeah. I saw not oh, in I IMDb trivia, but in Wikipedia production history, <laughs> um, which is way more reliable. And then my, um, my second uh, hope would have been that they had actually put the uh, Wolverine clone in a Wolverine leotard, uh, which people have been wanting for a long time, only because I think it would look stupid. Yeah, and I think yeah. they know it looks stupid because they've probably tried it, and we've seen fan videos where it does look pretty dumb, but it would have been like... Weapon X. 
I think it would have been kind of cool. terrible. Is what the next yeah, is. when they do a comic yeah. one for one, it looks pretty dumb. They're, but I thought that would have been a cool way to say, look, here, we finally did it. <laughs> it's yeah. a bastardization. But then also they establish in this world that is a world of comic books or comic books. Uh, sorry, comic books exist in this world. Mm -hmm. And would have been like sort of them building Wolverine being like, we're building the comic book version of Wolverine and he sucks. So the closest nod, sorry, Lawrence, I just want to say the closest okay. nod we got to that and I was perfectly fine with it and enjoyed was the kids shaving him. Oh, yeah, yeah. That. That's so true. That, that is a fine idea, but it does break down the tightness of the writing a little bit in that so the, the kids believed in the comics mm -hmm. and due to their belief, they actually made some of the comics work and, and one of the subplots of the movie also kind of within the context of comic book movies in general was Logan is burned out. He's old. He's cynical. And when all these when basically X-23 is like, I want to go here because the comic says this is where I should go. He's like, mm -hmm. no, it's stupid. It's make believe. Shut up. Except it turns out a lot of kids did that, so it ended up making it real. Their communal belief actually made something good happen. Mm -hmm. So I think in that way, the movie's saying that youth and innocence can make heroism exist if they believe in it hard enough. And I think that's paid into the fact that the kids shaved Wolverine at the end. They made him the Wolverine again. Mm. Um, well, actually, the steroids that he had. Made <laughs> yeah. The yeah. green oh, yeah. That, that was my. That was the lesson I took away. That's from how this. they needed him to die at the end. Yeah, Again, that that was kind of like the convenient. Yeah. It's like they're like, that we can spend another. Plot we can spend another eight months in a hotel room trying to figure this one out, or we can just have green goo yeah. inject into him, and then we're good. What do you say, fine. Adam? Oh, I think I think it's great. I, I was the, <laughs> the one thing. I feel like the one thing that, uh, and no, nobody talks about what everybody accepts, is that in my opinion, I thought Patrick Stewart. Mm. Was better than Hugh Jackman in this movie. Oh yeah, oh, I, yeah. I thought every every scene. Well, he's yeah, he's obviously an established actor and has been for forty years, but or, or maybe even fifty. But uh, but Patrick Stewart, he was the one that resented emotionally with me. Oh yeah, um, and obviously I love Hugh Jackman and I love the, when he plays the Wolverine. But Patrick Stewart is especially good oh, in this man. movie. When, uh, man, he's so. When absolutely. he said this was one of his better days, I oh, lost it. Yeah, it was just I like couldn't. she was crying Some next of the to looks. me in the theater, and then <laughs> and then there's a point in the movie where he says something that harkens oh, back to God. a conversation he and he and Logan had earlier. That killed me. And all the blood in my body—it was like I had just gone over the top of a roller coaster, <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I was like, I went. <laughs> so um, no, yeah, but again, it's built on the emotional context that you've had with him. Yeah. Professor Xavier is a character who's almost always in complete control. Yeah, There's a couple yeah. times during the franchise where he's like, ah, and they it's always true. use that, like, he's oh no, he's out of the wheelchair or whatever. Like, yeah. but for the most part, he's like, he always has a plan, right? And he's if something's going wrong with him, he know, he at least knows that everyone else will be okay and yeah. stuff like that. And this is the the movie just. Oh, so throws sad. that out it's the window. So but if you don't have that context of who Professor Xavier is, yeah. you know. Yeah. I, I, but I'm I'm just happy these movies exist. I'm happy yeah. Deadpool yeah. exists. And I'm happy Logan exists. I'm not happy about everyone going like, let's make R-rated superhero movies now because they're missing the point. Yeah. It's yeah. R-rated because the filmmakers said, let's really figure out what makes this character tick and just go down that path, mm -hmm. right? And see what happens. And see what happens. Yeah. They did the same for Deadpool. Yeah. Let's just go down that path and see what happens. The end result was an R-rated film just because, right? Just because. Now, if they just go out of their way and they're like, oh, well, R-rated films, because right. that's what happened with PG-13. They're like, we can only make superhero oh, yeah. movies if they yeah. appeal yeah. to the entire family. That's the only way they'll be successful. Well, the original... But then you end up selling other characters short right. that don't fit within that thing and you're not being true to the characters. So the original X-Men came out uh, late 99, early 2000. Uh, so if you were a two-year-old toddler who saw the first X-Men movie and was PG-13, you're now of age to see a rated R movie. Oh, that's true. It's yeah. like huh. we are now at the point where two decades have gone by of people growing up 
with these characters. So I think it it's not out of the realm of reality that you can do a rated R movie and the people who grew up with these characters can actually watch those films. Well, they've proven it twice There's now. There's yeah. also the surgery, yeah. by the way. So I, there's, I, they, her, like, I'm pretty sure there's a open. blueprint shot, but it's pretty obvious that yeah. they're putting stuff in her arms I, and legs. I don't necessarily think every character's tone or story fits or needs to be rated R. No, like absolutely. Does, yeah. But uh, so just since we're, we're focused on the little girl right here, she... She had the potential to be such an annoying, terrible yeah. character She's as great. a lot of mm -hmm. child characters often do. The way they did, they handled her character was fantastic. They didn't they let were, her talk. It was really smart. Yeah, right away. Thank you. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's true. The fact that she was mute for half the movie helped a lot. A mutant uh, nice. helped a lot, and uh, the relationship between them could have been horribly cheesy or contrived, and mm -hmm. it felt actually genuine. It did. Uh, the emotion between them. You I know, thought that was great. It was actually very similar to the uh, relationship in Waterworld between Kevin Costner <laughs> and uh, a <laughs> little <scholar>. girl. Politically <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, financially very similar. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, it's it's the thing is this is just an, a things working. This, Logan is an example of things working. You know, it wasn't mm -hmm. everything, but I think most most stuff. Yeah. And for me, the most important all stuff. all I needed, it all worked. Mm -hmm. um, it's a tropey plot that we've seen a thousand times. Yeah. It's yeah. the road trip with the father figure and the daughter going along their little journey mm -hmm. and stuff like like I literally watched Jack Reacher never go back like, it's the same plot yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the same plot but, as this right? but it had interesting characters um, it had in, an interesting it's, setting it's Last of Us it's Telltale's Walking Dead yeah. like season one or whatever it's been done a hundred times but man Look. We didn't. They didn't have <laughs> to so talk sad. in this one. The worst, the worst part about Jack Reacher is every single time the little girl, the, not the little she girl, she's mouth. like a teenager. Yeah. She opens her mouth. I'm like, shut the fuck up. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, she, she's just plucky and she, she may have an attitude, but she yeah. can back it up. Well, here's yeah. the, the thing is so that's such a weird because like with this movie rely on your on the actors that have been actors for 20 30 40 50 years right <laughs> yeah. don't give the little girl a bunch of lines yeah. that has never acted before and they did that and the, you do little things she does plenty of things to show off her character yeah, silently and yeah, stuff yeah. like that like you get a sense of who she is and her kind actress, of tendencies yeah. and stuff like that like her going to the convenience store and be like these glasses mm -hmm. yeah i want these glasses are silent little subtle things and then it's like they did, yeah if you're an adult like if you're an adult and you like, i don't have a kid but if you're thinking you're like oh that would be exhausting yeah right. chasing this little rat all mm -hmm. over the place and stuff like that but then you can also be like but she's kind of cool yeah you know? no she's Without, definitely cool there are other movies like this a lot of times tell you like, let me tell you how cool this how edgy this is. child yeah. is. Mm. They're so cool. They're going to get, I'm going to go in there and get glasses. And they have an argument and you're watching an argument. And it sucks. <laughs> uh, well, I believe that brings us to the end. Oh, I didn't mean um, to go out on such shitty critical right, note. No, no it's okay. Right, I, I think, I mean, like. I, it's a, that's, a, that's just a nitpick observation. I, I'm just like, I'm just glad she doesn't talk. Yeah. Because I like her. I, I really enjoyed the movie. Uh, I think it had some minor pacing issues. And I had, mm. you know, I walked away with a few questions. But I think only because I care. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I ended up enjoying it. I recommend seeing it, even though we just spoiled the shit out of it. Absolutely, and it's been out for it should definitely three weeks. Weeks. This, this movie's totally worth seeing in theaters. It's, it's yeah. absolutely worth seeing in theaters. Yeah. So. The man and I'm excited. Around. I it sucks because like I, I shit on the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but I'm excited for what other things are gonna do. Hmm. Oh yeah, because like like if if X Men had already gone to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we'd probably get a pretty paint by numbers X Men movie by now. No. It might be really cool and people might really love it. But this is just like this is something that only exists outside of that system. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I really hope that Marvel gets to the point where they're like, we have so much, we have a base, just do whatever. Let's just throw some outliers out there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They they tried for it with like television and like Daredevil and 
Luke Cage and Iron Jessica Fist. Jones and Iron stuff. But I those still feel very mm-hmm. safe, cartoony mm-hmm. things to me. Yeah. So very TV. Cool. Well, thank you guys for being on this podcast. Thank you guys for listening and watching. Thank you, Blue Apron, for sponsoring said podcast. Couldn't have done it without you. And thanks to Hugh Jackman yeah. and Patrick Stewart and Robo Hand. Hugh Jackman, yeah. will you sign us off? Oh. Oh. Goodbye. Good day. Goodbye. Just just like he says at the end of the movie. (laughs)